Hey everybody, it's episode 423 of PodQuest. Hey. <laughs> oh. Hey Rich, good job. I forgot about that. Let's try that part again. Uh, one, two, three. <laughs> Team effort. Hi, everybody. It's episode 423 of PodQuest. Hey! You're keeping all that in. It's, a, it's Wednesday, September 14th, but really it's to the 22nd of September, uh, just, I think. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a day. It's a day. It's next week from now. Um, I am Chris. With me is Druton. It's the future. Ooh, or is it the past? Hi. And yeah, we're, we're recording a week early so that I can go away and have a vacation. No, no. Um, I am. I have tickets for Halloween Horror Nights. I'm gonna um, DDoS the website and our, our our servers, and you're gonna have to fix it. You don't know what DDoS <laughs> stands for? Come on now. I I don't know what it stands for, but I know what it does. What does it do? It breaks shit. Yeah, how? but how does it break things? It overloads it oh, by getting right. too many requests. All right, he got there. Yeah, that's that is act that, that. But how? How do they do it? You know how when too many people are calling a phone at the same time and it just gets the busy signal because it's too many and the, 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 it's all overloaded? You know why you can't make a phone call in the middle of New York City during New Year's? That's how they do it. Wait, do, do people still get busy signals? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> Jordan's dad still has a landline. So yes, people get busy signals. Yeah, but aren't they all just like VoIP lines now that just go to fucking voicemail if you don't answer? Nah, dog. Like, he has, like, a traditional, like, POTS line? Pretty sure. Huh. I thought, like, like even when you got, like, like the Comcast home phone, like, it just had, like, it still just went to a voicemail if you didn't answer. I don't know. I don't know how things work anymore. Or, like, I honestly, like, also call waiting. Like, I just kind of assumed everyone had call waiting now. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I haven't called a landline that wasn't, like, an office phone in, I couldn't fucking tell you. All right, let's all call my dad at the same time real quick and find <laughs> out. <laughs> all right, what's his number? Uh, I'm not well. I could say because it it's his business number. Give him exactly. Business. You guys, you guys want some painting done? <laughs> Need like, painting? free promotion. Nine six two nine two eight two. Call Mark Haycock. Do oh, he's still a nine six two number. Holy shit! Oh, my he still goodness. has a nine six two. He still number. has Good the same him. number we've had for like thirty years. Did he just he just keeps porting it when he moves? Yep. Good for him. I mean, I've had the same cell phone number since two thousand two. I forget how long I've had mine, but I had to change mine at one point. Yeah, I've I have had not. the same cell number since I've had a cell phone. So, oh, seven, oh, eight. You're such a child. Six. <laughs> six, well, like I said at the top, um, we're recording this a week early, so um, there's no news or anything. Um, but we did, um, you know, do some stuff and such. Um, I'm trying to rearrange the agenda real quick before I ask Richie to read it. All right, Rich, go ahead. Read the agenda. It's all yours. All right, the agenda. Yes. Uh, Jordan went to a festival in Ohio, I think. Um, you think. It's in the yeah, fucking oh, name. <laughs> Ohio is for lovers is a song, is it not? It ends in fest. By, by a band that wasn't even at the show. Oh, they were at the show. Absolutely. They just weren't or no, they weren't they, headlining. They, they, weren't they headlining. set it up. But because they weren't, because they weren't head, being egomaniacs about it. But it's their song. Uh-huh. Well, they should have been headlining at Ohio's for Lovers. I mean, look, I don't disagree at that one stop. So I think they played like four different cities, three. right? Three. Three. So like, of the three, that did, one, did, they should have closed the show. 
did each of them have their state in there? No. Yes. So this is the only one. Yes, yes. So every one they, of them they were was the Denver like... Denver is for lovers, Kansas is for lovers, and Ohio is for lovers. Well, they should have headlined Ohio is for lovers. Uh, I agree. Drew, I 100% Drew, agree. I don't disagree. Drew, but... Drew, Drew went to an emo show in Ohio. Um, then we all watched the NLL 2001 championship game between... The Toronto Rockies and Rock, the Philadelphia Rings. No, it's the Rockies. <laughs> no, it's just um, Rock. That's how fucking boring I, lacrosse is. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and then and then uh, Cobb watched uh, House of Dragons, a show that I have zero interest in watching. Um, I watched the new season of Cobra Kai, and then Cobb watched uh, us. Yeah, so real, real quick before we get started. So... Real funny story. You know how, what was it, like three or four days ago, Us was the the framed of the day? Yeah. The day before is when I watched Us for the first time. Ah! <laughs> nice. So, like, that came on, and, like, that that first frame from, from Framed was the first frame of the movie. I, it, like, See, I've, I've never seen it. So, anybody who doesn't know what Framed is, it's like Wordle, but for movies. Um, they show you one frame... Uh, and they, they have what, it's up to six frames, right? Yep. Five frames, yeah, you get six like gases. Six gases. Gases. So, uh, we, we do that on my Discord every morning. We do framed, we do, uh, hurdle, which is music, and we do, um, I'm uh, guess bad the, at that one. Is it, is it guess the game or whatever? Guess the dot game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know that us was a time period piece. I didn't know it, that it was in like the eighties. I thought that was not. like a modern. It's but they're doing like Hands Across America, which is like an eighties. There's a reason. Like it, it, it. Some there, there are some things in the eighties. There, there's a reason for the whole thing. Um, but that scene, it like that is that is how the movie starts is with like the frame on that like TV and bookshelf and everything like that. And I had just watched the movie, so I saw that. I'm just like, I fucking know this one. Because when I saw Hands Across America, I, my head went to the Goldbergs because there was an episode. That's a TV show, though. That's a totally I know. different game. I know. Um, but that's where my head went because that's the only thing I've ever seen Hands Across America for. The Simpsons. I The Simpsons did yeah. it, man. How many fucking episodes are, are in The Simpsons? A lot. Uh, yeah. But and this was is it back- legit during Hands Across America time? Like, it, it was, or was it, it was, their own thing? It was after because Hands Across America predates The Simpsons. Exactly. Um, so Simpsons it, didn't do it, even though but, they didn't um, do it. It was it was in the era of The Simpsons where it was still an, an entertaining show to watch, and it was it was Homer remembering everybody going outside to hold hands while he sat on the couch to watch everybody hold hands. <laughs> I uh, I would I would make the argument that maybe Simpsons is still entertaining to watch. I just have never watched it since I don't have cable. Or not so, never watched. I've seen it. But. Apparently, it still has an entertaining episode, like, every season, but it, more often than not, does not hit the highs that it hit between, say, 1991 and 1998. Yeah, I mean, when you have a 30-year show, when you have a show older than most of its fan base, it's definitely going to to have some bad episodes. That's true. Uh, but, Drew, how, how was Ohio? I hear it's very flat and kind of boring. Uh, I mean, I saw very little, and what, what I saw of... Ohio, Cincinnati was actually surprisingly hillier than I would have expected. Oh, really? Ohio is gorgeous, and it is quite hilly at times. It's it's um, not like 
it, it's it's not like uh, Pennsylvania mountains, but it's it's hilly. It's not just fully flat. Yeah, but uh, I I mean I really saw very little of Ohio because so flew in on Friday, basically took a nap from when we got in because our flight was at five a.m. Uh, got into Cincinnati at like eleven, slept from eleven to four, and then checked out a little bit of like the downtown area of Cincinnati uh on friday then saturday was the last of the is for lovers festivals the ohio is for lovers festival had the biggest uh band list of all three i think it had more than the other two combined oh wow uh kansas had 16 colorado had 10 and ohio had 39 Um, like that ohio one had a hell of a fucking lineup yeah yeah, my only complaint was that towards the end, like, it, there were conflicts on times that it was like, oh, man. I noticed that when I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, like, those bands are playing very close together on different stages, it seems. Yeah, like, we were running back and forth between, like, The Wonder Years, Census Fail, Bayside, Motion City Soundtrack, <laughs> and Who Found Glory. Because it was like, Census Fail went on then the wonder years and then motion city soundtrack on one a different stage then bayside back on the same one that census fail and wonder years were on the newfound glory back on where motion city soundtrack was and then descendants back on like the main stage uh how, how far were the stages from each other not like, was it real like uh close but f- just far enough where you couldn't hear one stage from the other well, yes, yes. So not that different from, like, a warp Tour, just with fewer stages. I've, I've yeah. never been to a warp Tour. So, uh, the Riverbed Music Center is actually two, like, pavilions now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, apparently the one smaller pavilion, which is basically just, like, a slightly smaller version of the inside of the Tweeter Center. You know, Freedom, whatever, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, whatever the fuck that thing's called right now. So, like, just the seating area, no lawn. Then they have, I guess, what is the Riverbend Music Center, which is a little bit bigger seating area area and a lawn area, but their lawn, they've tur- they've put down AstroTurf, so it's not actual grass. That sucks. Yeah, but also at the same time, at least it's not mud, ever. Like, it can rain. That is true. Like, it rained the night before, and that thing would have been a mess. Um, oh, I, I trust me. I get that. That's my second Firefly was in the mud bowl, and it was terrible. And then they set up a third small stage, like in what would have been one of the entrance areas, basically. But uh, we got there a little bit late, just because time, and also like we saw the times, and we're like, ah, eh, these first bands haven't really heard of. We miss some of them. It's not the big deal. <laughs> we can sleep in a little bit. But then, yeah, like Hawthorne Heights. Wonder Years, Census Vale, Bayside, Emery, who was a band that I had never seen and had always wanted to. They were fucking awesome. Uh, Silverstein, Newfound Glory, always awesome. Motion City Soundtrack, always good. Descendants were really cool. I feel like I saw the Descendants like half a set at a Warped Tour once. Probably. But yeah, uh, it was fun. It was surprisingly humid (laughs) out there, even though it wasn't much warmer than it was out here like kind of sticky and gross <laughs> so mm-hmm. by the end of the day and it was like we were still we got there late we were still there for almost 10 hours i think 
yeah, th- stuff like that is just they're they're such long days. But if it's all good bands, it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Which actually, I I kept meaning to actually send you a message about this. Have you ever heard of the band Arms Length? I can't say that I have, but I probably have at the same time. You might like them. Um, they're def they're they're very small. They they were the actual openers for Newfound Glory when they just played the Brooklyn Bowl. Okay. Um, like apparently their first actual album comes out like next month, but um, they have a very like early two thousands like emo pop punk vibe, like a like a used um senses fail sort of thing going on. Okay. Um. But with a little bit of that, like, just weird sort of timing that, like, some of the bands that you like have also, um, they were good, though. Like, like I actually, like, they they only played, like, four or five songs, but, like, th- like they were good. Yeah, I, I'll definitely check them out. Uh, so, went to that, and then, you know, uh, that was Saturday. Sunday, checked out a little more of Cincinnati, did a little underground tour. Apparently so, Cincinnati had a shit ton of breweries right way back in the day. And mm-hmm. back in like the 19th century, before refrigeration, uh, to make lagers, they had to dig tunnels to get the area cool enough to be able to brew lager year-round. So there's a shit ton of brewery tunnels under the city that, when Prohibition came around, people just dumped all sorts of trash down into so they're like kind of just finding a bunch of these tunnels and digging them out and like there's a company that's trying to set up a big like brewery muse underground brewery museum as they uncover more of these tunnels clear them out clean them up a bit and try to preserve them which was neat it was like cool well that's weird that does seem weird yeah uh, yeah, since Cincinnati's a really fun city, I wish I had spent more time there when I went there last year. I I only literally spent like six hours there, because I just went there for the game, because where I was staying was still about 45 minutes out. So it wouldn't have been super all that worth it to drive out there for a day, mm-hmm. and then come back and whatnot. So may, I'm hoping if I can get out there again in the next year or two to actually like maybe spend a day and night or two in Cincinnati itself to explore yeah i i would definitely like to go back and i i was hoping the reds were playing a game because i want to see a game in that their stadium great american ballpark is amazing uh it's amazing yeah then i flew back and went basically immediately to another concert uh and saw um a band called super american they are like that kind of math rocky midwest emo that i really dig uh a band called Just Friends, which are, like, an emo party band. <laughs> like, they were insanely fun during their set. And um, a band called Free Throw was supposed to play. Sports name, of course, they're a Midwest emo band. But I guess someone in the band or a bunch of the band are sick, so they couldn't make that show. And then uh, the headliner was Mom Jean, who are fun and more emo. So I saw a whole bunch of emo the last four days five days it's it sounds it oh and that i had even gone to a con i did wind up going to that concert with sarah on last right wednesday on the wednesday that we saw um that you saw newfound glory yeah uh, man that i will say that newfound glory show was really good they they played the, like they said all of untitled and all of um sticks and stones nice and uh, just i've never been in the brooklyn bowl before like that place is it's cool and very tiny i, I haven't been in like whatever the stage area is before um 
Motion City soundtrack at uh, the Fillmore, my friends and I went over and ate dinner in Brooklyn Bowl. Right, because it's like a like a restaurant sort of thing downstairs, right? Yeah. Like there's yes. seating area plus bowling lanes. <laughs> yeah, so upstairs, it's weird. So when you go upstairs, when you first get up there to the left, there's like a like r- like um, railed off section that's like a handful of bowling lanes. And that's like the VIP thing where it the, for Newfound Glory, it was like $500. Um, and you got a lane to yourself for up to eight people. Tick, like obviously tickets to get in. Plus, I think it was like food and drink up to $250 value. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But you also, there's an, like a, it's a slightly elevated platform, like to the side of it, right next to the stage. So like, it's close enough to the stage that, um, like the band was just going over and like right in front of people, like leaning in and like, like high fives and shit like that. Um, and like some of their equipment was actually like behind that platform, essentially. So like, if you have like a bunch of people that want to go to something there, it's actually kind of worth it to, to like all chip in for something like that. Yeah. Plus you get the bowl if you want to. Yeah. You know, like $60 a person, 70 ish, whatever with getting food. Like that's not that bad. Yeah. And I, like, but it's honestly, it's kind of crazy how small the, like, like the concert area is like the churches we used to go to shows at in like high school, like three times the size of like the, the standing room floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause it's like, there's like the floor and then there's, like, a set of stairs and then, like, the more open area where, like, you can still stand there and see the band. And, like, the, a lot of people were standing back there. And then, like, the bar where you can get drinks. Um, but, like, yeah, like, super tiny, can like, all things considered. I think when I looked it up, it's a 900-person um, venue. Okay. So, like, yeah, like, 900 people, like, fit in this room. <laughs> so, yeah, then it's definitely cool to see someone like that there. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> you, you would get very close to them. And, like... um. Every time somebody um crowd surfed, um like Jordan was going over and like like high fiving them. Nice. Um, at one point, so do you remember during um Motion City there was that like older dude that crowd surfed? Uh huh. Um, there was like a fucking like fifty year old like mom grandma that crowd surfed. Nice. And like she was like she was wearing like khaki shorts and like a blue polo and like crowd surfed up to the front like sensible shoes and everything like did not look like she belonged uh-huh. at like a punk rock show at all. And like she gets like like the security guys grab her, and it's it's like mid song, and Jordan just looks down and goes, "That's fucking awesome," <laughs> and then like continues the song. Um, I I was also I was gonna actually gonna message you because you've been to so many concerts in like the area. It's gotten to the point where like I'm starting to recognize the people that work the front of the venue, like security. Uh huh. Because like there there was a guy that he was at Motion City and at Less Than Jake was security. At Newfound Glory. It's uh, probably the one person that, uh, shit, what does my friend call him? Like, calls him, like, punk rock dad or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Like, older, like, male pattern baldness. Uh-huh, goatee. Um, I think he has, like, a, like a yeah, whitish goatee. Yeah, he has a little bit of facial hair. Yeah. Um, And he stands there and, like, he, he either looks super serious <laughs> and just has that, like, thousand-yard stare into the crowd watching for shit. Uh-huh. Or occasionally, like, he smiles if, like, something funny happens. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, I, I swear I've seen him at five different venues over the last year. <laughs> yeah. it's It was funny. Like, I'm standing there, I'm just like, oh, that guy was at, like, two other concerts in the last six months. Mm-hmm. He must just bounce to all the venues because they probably just use the same company. Yeah. But... Yeah, uh, uh, the Ohio ones actually sounds like it was a lot of fun. 
yeah, it definitely was fun. Uh, you know, so many bands that I have seen over the last couple of years, like year and a half. And then like Emery and Silverstein that I had never seen before. And Story of the Year. Um, yeah, I've never seen Hawthorne Heights or Story of the Year. And I like same thing. Actually, I've never seen um, Silverstein either. Like I, I, I would like to see those three at some point. Yeah. And I, you know, like, I mean, the second of the like 27 concerts or whatever in the, I've gone to in the last year was Hawthorne Heights, Bayside and Senses Fail all playing together. So it was funny that all three of them. Oh, here they are all again. Back together again, but <laughs> yeah, man, I I wish Senses Fail hadn't canceled that tour they were supposed to do because they were supposed to play at the Franklin mm-hmm. Music Hall and then canceled that whole tour and did that other one that the closest they got was the Stone Pony. Yeah, but yeah, it's also a shame that 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 Ohio is for Lovers Fest didn't you know come here. Yeah, we'll see uh, if they go bigger next year and do more places or not. Yeah, you know what? I guess that that's always possible. Like this one proved that they could fill a venue. So next year, maybe they hit some other bigger towns. Because mm-hmm. like you don't really have a lot of those anymore. Like Warp Tour is gone. Yeah. Like I don't think Bamboozle exists anymore either. No. And like yeah, like there there aren't a lot of other like festivals like that. There there's a lot of like single day like in a place ones though. But yeah. none of them fucking are here. Nope. Like, there's Riot Fest this weekend in Chicago, and, like, holy shit, there's a lot of bands playing that that I want to see, but I cannot afford to go to Chicago this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if you... There was one... I want to say it's in Virginia. It was... I want to say it was Sunday. I forget what it was what it was called, but it was a lot of, like, pretty heavy bands, and then Newfound Glory. Uh, like, I, I was looking... It was... Because, like, Newfound Glory had, like, five shows in a row. Like, like one after the other. It, it like... It started with the the Philly show on Wednesday, and then they had two more shows to wrap up, like, their individual tour. And then they were in Ohio Saturday, and then I want to say the other one was Virginia on Sunday. And, like, it was. It was a bunch of, like, metal bands, and then Newfound Glory. I'm just like, that is the weirdest fucking lineup. Was that, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Well, like, I want to the- say, like... There was also, like, the Four Chords Festival on Friday that, like, a handful of the bands that were at Ohio is for Lovers played, and then th- that was, like, outside Pittsburgh, and then they all came to Ohio, and then some of them did that rock fest, but... Yeah, but like, I just brought up the lineup for this one. Slipknot, Disturbed, okay. Ghost, Ice Cube, um, Lamb of God, Alice Cooper, and then, yeah, Newfound Glory. There, I mean, there are other ones that aren't quite as heavy as some of those, but, like, it's still, like, a lot of, like, heavier, like, either, like, straight up, like, heavy metal or, like, um, like, metal core and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, pop punk right in the middle. Yeah. And that, like, I don't know if, have you seen the Riot Fest lineup? Like. No. So, that's a three-day festival, actually. Friday, the headliner is My Chem, but then also. They're headlining fucking everything lately. Oh, wow. Well, Holy shit. My Chem, The Misfits, and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Uh, but also Friday, Alkaline Trio, Taking Back Sunday, The Descendants, The Wonder Years, Jeff Rosenstock, like, uh, Hot Mulligan, Foxy Shazam, like... Lagwagon. Yeah. Then wow. Saturday has Yellow Card, like, and they haven't played shit in, like, forever. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that their first thing together since they broke up in, like, 2016? Uh, maybe. Uh, Rich, so- didn't you go to their final show? Who's that? Yellow card. Yellow card. 
Yeah, right, so, that... somebody totally checked out of this conversation. Uh, I, have, <laughs> I have nothing to say about concerts. I've been to one in three years. Um, yeah, I went to their uh, farewell tour concert. Well, they're playing Riot Fest this weekend. If you want to go to Chicago, uh, I do. I I would go to Riot Fest in general, but I don't have that kind of money. Sunny day real estate story so far. <laughs> Front bottoms, Met- bad religion, Metzinger's Alexis. Uh, is it Alexis on fire or Alex is on fire? Do you know? I've I have always said Alex is on fire, but I honestly don't know. I have never actually heard somebody say Alexis on fire, and now I'm second guessing my entire. Uh, I I don't know that I had ever heard anyone say the name of that band. I've only ever seen it. Uh, same. No, holy shit! Yeah, it's Alexis on fire. Okay. Well, do you know the band? Uh, S A O S I N. Yes, Sayosin. Sayosin. It's Sayosin. Fuck. <laughs> I hate the English language. Right. Uh, Malthica, who we saw, was playing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cube. Jimmy Eat World on. Man, Sunday. Ice Ice Cube's getting around out there. He's fucking in Virginia now. He's in Chicago. And then, like the other thing that I would love to go to this year is just called the Fest down in. Uh, I think it's in Gainesville. Have you ever seen like that lineup? I've, you know what? I haven't looked at it, but I, I think I heard somebody talk about this. I think isn't less than Jake or Newfound Glory playing it? Uh, it doesn't. I know look they're from that area. Like it, but oh, this is literally just in alphabetical order. Uh, Anti Flag, Bouncing Souls. Uh, oh wow! Look at this fucking Jesus! I saw Mustard Plug, Cursive. I would love to see Cursive. Hot Water Music, Metzinger's, Pie Tasters, Suicide Machines. Like, yeah, that, this list just keeps going. I, I believe Catbite is playing that. Yep, Catbite, Devin K and the Solutions. I, I mean, not that they're on on they're not on this list, but um, at Riot Fest, I I'd go on Sunday just to see Nine Inch Nails. Like Trent Reznor puts on a hell of a show. Yeah, I only got to see him once, and it was at the um, it was at the Wells Fargo Center. And it was like in it was like, like I want to say I think I was in like the two hundred section for it, and it was still a really good show. Man, so many festivals and none of them around here. Right, what a bunch of assholes. Right. Rich, when are you going to start just like when you're you just going to go on the road and start hitting festivals, Rich? Um, when I have the money to. You just got to buy that tiny house and that truck I was telling you about. That still won't help me have the money to do things again. <laughs> tiny houses and trucks are expensive. Plus, I would need a place to park it. No, you just pick a parking lot. You're good. Yeah, that's technically loitering. It is, but nobody cares. Let's as go long to Fest. Take... Come on, let's go. <laughs> what? Let's go to Fest down in Florida. When is that? The end of October. Alright, can you put together the money for me to go to Fest? Maybe. Alright, if you can put together <laughs> the money for me to go to Fest, I will go to Fest. Just start your OnlyFans, and you'll have you, plenty of money. If you pay for me to go to Fest, I will go to Fest. I, 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 there's no way, unless I can get a new job starting tomorrow, there's no way I'd be able to go to any major concerts or festivals in the near future. It is a shame that, con- like, concerts in general just cost so much, and it's like, the concerts themselves usually aren't that expensive. It's like all the crazy fees. Yeah. yeah it, I, I once got a four-pack for the MMRBQ, and they, they advertise it. It's like $20 a ticket if you get the four-pack for the MMRBQ. But then it's, but it's $20, $20 worth it's, of fucking fees on each t- ticket. $20 a ticket 
plus $5 a ticket for this fee, $7 a ticket for this fee, $15 a ticket for that fee. And then because you're buying it in a bundle, it's another $10 a ticket. I, I Googled, I was like, can I just go to the box office and buy these tickets? No, there's no box office anymore. So you can't go to the box office or ticket window and buy them beforehand. So it's like, well, what the fuck now? And even if you do that, there's still fees if certain places do have box office and ticket place, ticket boxes. So it's like, all right, well, this is this is one reason why like I kind of did stop going to concerts. I, it's obnoxiously expensive to go to a concert. Like, yes, the band deserves the money, but even out of all the fees and the ticket prices you're paying, the band's not really getting that much. The band is working off paying off their loan that they got from their record company. That's what it is. And it's just like it's it's just insane, man. Yeah. It's I mean, insane. Like even so that Newfound Glory concert the the tickets for the the show were like thirty five dollars I think, but after fees it was more than fifty bucks a ticket, yeah, or yeah. close to fifty bucks a ticket, and it's like, yeah. man, what a and fucking the, racket! The worst part about that MMRBQ was I got shit for charging the fees. I got shit for some from somebody for being like, all right, well it was uh it was like I think it was total forty bucks a pop. And I was like, well I, I thought it was, I thought the four pack was only supposed to be like twenty five dollars a person. I'm like, yeah, but then they charge fees. And I got shit because I charged everyone fees. Yeah, no, that because... per- who, who, whoever gave you shit is just a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's if you if you buy something and there's fees, like it's the same way. Like you charge tax. Like, but but like it'd be one thing if it were all right to buy these four tickets. It was a five dollar fee. I wouldn't fucking a dollar a person. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but it's if the it's fact a dollar that it was... a person. If it's five a person, though, no, like everyone give me twenty five dollars. Like... Yeah, the fact that it totaled out to be about fifteen dollars per person in fees, it's like no, I'm I'm not covering your ticket price. Yeah, forty five dollars is a lot of fucking money to just cover for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like next time buy your own fucking ticket, douchebag. Um, but anyway, I guess moving moving right along. Um, Drew, we watched um a lacrosse game. Yeah, that was your pick. Yeah, we did. I don't think I like lacrosse. Boy, that game was the league plays so much differently now. <laughs> so I, that's one of the things I want to ask. Like, how different is lacrosse twenty years later? Um, it was different seven years later when I started going the game. Like, it was way different. Like, I think what was my first game? Probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, that like, sounds about right. It was way different. Like seven, eight years later, when I saw my first couple of games. So what's different about it? Well, I'd say like uh, the majority from 2001 is of the like minute to minute gameplay is still the same. Where like by that point they had really gotten heavy into you have offensive players and you have defensive players, and rarely do they <laughs> do you leave offensive players out. Where like five years before this, like you had players basically would like take an offensive shift, take a defensive shift and then get off, or defense, then offense. So, like, that was still the same, but at least in this game, holy shit, were they were the refs letting the guys play? There were so many times where I was like, oh, well, that's a holding call, and then was like, wait, what? No, they didn't call a penalty on that? Or, oh, there's a cross-check. No penalty, really? It's okay, they're letting them play. But I don't know that, like, the game-to-game really that different from how 2001 was. And like I didn't think like it I didn't think it was bad. It's just like I've never watched lacrosse before for more than maybe thirty seconds. And I honestly I found it a little hard to like actually follow like keep up with. Um whereas like I don't have that problem with like hockey and it might just be because the ball is always like in somebody's 
stick thing? Yeah, I mean, I would say watching a game now is much easier with high definition. That's fair. Yeah, like, it it, it was not the best quality being, like, a 20-year-old uh, yeah. video. Um, oh. So, but it, it is still, most players have white uh, mesh on their sticks, so when the ball's in their stick, it's often hard to tell who has it, kind of on purpose. Uh, a lot of times, teams will try to run a hidden ball play, where two players will cross past each other, and the guy who had the ball will either actually flip the ball up and let the other guy catch it, or act like he flipped it up and hold on to it, but then stop like acting like he has the ball. Most players are good enough to realize what's happened, and like people catch it real fast. Occasionally it works, but... It's way harder if you were to, say, have black mesh, and it's like, oh, well, there's the white ball right there. Like, Yeah, it's, it's going to stand out a little bit more. Now, like, are they, is it always kind of like, like not, not that this was high scoring per se, but like, it, like, you know, they scored more than I expected them to. Is that average? Uh, I'd say this game was actually slightly low scoring. Yeah. Oh, I so, don't they, think... so they do actually score more than that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like, the final score was 9-8 Philadelphia. Um... Let's look. Uh, the Wings in that season in 14 games in the regular season scored 205 goals. So that's like uh, 15 a game, or 14 a game. You know, I guess even even though the Nets are small and like the goalies are, you know, largely padded, it's still like you. It seems like you, you just have way more control over the ball than you do in like soccer or hockey, where like. Yes. Those games are extremely low scoring, even though they're, it's a similar premise of like, you know, two goalies and a bunch of other people trying to get an object from one end to the other, um, which I guess is most like field sports. Um, but yeah, I just assumed that it was like low scoring like those two, like, you know. Yeah, no, I'd say like the average is probably like a total of 25, 20 to 25 goals in a game. So 17's a little on the low side. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know I mentioned it in, in like our group chat, but my favorite part was definitely when they cut to the basketball player <laughs> who like in different words basically said that basketball players are bitches and that those guys were real athletes. Yeah. He was like, ah, that we get a shitload of money and don't really care. These guys yeah, he, he's get like, like we, we get and fucking are out there busting their ass. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think his exact words were like, we get millions of dollars to be prima donnas. I'm like, hey, good for you. Cause, yeah, I forget who the player was, but I guess he was from the Nets back in that time and yeah. became like co-owner of a lacrosse team in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. For like two it, years. Was it like two years before he sold out of it or two years before that team just stopped being a team? Uh, Well, when did they move to Anaheim? Okay, okay, they were in New Jersey for two years, and then I'm going to guess had... Oh, no, looks like uh, Jason Williams was the basketball player. It looks like he still owned the team even after it moved to Anaheim. But it, then it played but not anymore? Anaheim. It stopped existing after 2005. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, so it didn't actually last that long at all. Yeah, it lasted four seasons. Let's see, they won... They went 6-26 and 26 in their two years in Anaheim. And eight and twenty-four in their two years in New Jersey, so they were fourteen and fifty in four seasons. Jesus, 
Do they is lacrosse actually on television like regularly, or do you have to get like one of those like special sports packages for them? Uh, you need the Ocho, man. You need the Ocho. <laughs> well, so the NLL this last season uh, signed a multi-year deal with ESPN. Uh, so every single game is on ESPN Plus. Um, and then ESPN aired a handful of games, but like every single Wings game wound up being on TV in Philly. Uh, what, what was on like the Comcast um, network or whatever that channel's called? Yeah, and then some. I, th- I think there might have been one or two that were on like PHL seventeen or whatever. Yeah, and so that's why I never see those because I don't get either of those on YouTube TV. Okay. So I've like when I when I'm looking through the thing, I've I've never seen lacrosse listed on a network, and I have most of the ESPNs buried because I just I don't care about ESPN. Um, and then yeah, the the Comcast. I forget what that fucking station's called. They they always play the Phillies games. NBC Sports Philadelphia now. Oh, did they change it? It, it used to be something else. Like it was like Comcast something or other. Uh, well, it, it was, was like Channel Eight or something. Comcast Sportsnet for a while, but I I think that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. It was like that, and then yeah, PHL 17 would have like Phillies games and stuff like that occasionally, or Flyers games, mm-hmm. and yeah, the those for whatever. The, I think that those two are so well. Comcast, obviously, but I think PHL 17 is so local that, like, it's just not on any of the, um, any of, like, the internet streaming TV services. Mm-hmm. At least not that I ever saw. Might be now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was a quick game. I will say that. Like, it did not, I, what was that, like, an hour and a half, two hours video? Yeah, something like that. And, I mean, like, he, the commercial breaks were mostly edited out, but, even now, the games don't really run too much longer than two hours. Yeah, but I guess not just like the runtime. Like, if, like at two hours, it didn't feel like two hours. Like yeah. it, it, it was at least moving. Where like you, like you have like your baseballs and your footballs. Where like they don't like. There's a lot of downtime and there's a lot of commercial breaks mm-hmm. with even more downtime. So like, because that's always been my complaint with football is you know they run a thirty second play at most, like like a good play, like. Mm-hmm. But like usually it's more like a two second play because they just they they try to rush and it's just a down mm-hmm. and then you know it's ten minutes later that they run their next play. It's like well that's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like that's like watching a Twitch ad. <laughs> Call back to last week's episode. <laughs> Got it in there. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, lacrosse definitely moves more like hockey or basketball in my opinion. Yeah, which which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, it it is just it's it's weird to just see people just running. Like that, though, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, so- soccer's different. Like, like a soccer field is fucking enormous. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, usually when you're seeing them running, it's usually, like, zoomed back, and it's just like, oh, they're running, like, six miles. Um, but this, it's like, oh, this is, like, the size of a hockey rink, and these guys are yep. just running in shorts with a stick. You, you want to know a thing I recently learned about how big a soccer field is? That, how I, big? like, blew my mind. So, you know, the, the like, penalty box area on the field in front of the goal yeah that area is bigger than a basketball court no shit yeah wow right i never knew that and then like i saw it on twitter like a a tweet with an image i was like that fucking can't be real and then i fucking googled the dimensions i was like holy shit a basketball court is small that's insane jeez but yeah you know what i was like I don't know that I would want to watch lacrosse unless I was actually at a game. Um, but, like, it, it at least went fast and, like, was constantly moving. Mm-hmm. Listen, you're more than welcome to come to a game next season. I will have extra tickets. 
Do you just always have extra tickets? Um, the part of the season ticket package is you get like four free tickets. Oh, that's cool. So, Rich, do you still get season tickets? No, I I only got season tickets for like two ish years, two or three years. Okay, because they're they're actually relatively cheap, aren't they? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, I mean, like ours are a little more expensive because we're like right in the middle. But I think you can get ticket season tickets for a hundred and eighty dollars for all nine games. That's yeah, that's really so, not like, bad. Twenty bucks a game. Do you get like deals if you go to away games or anything like that? No, but oh, that's a bummer. At the same time, like I think. Most of the team's pricings are pretty much around the same. So, and then uh, like the fan club for some of the closer local games, like New York or Buffalo or Rochester, will do like a bus trip and buy like group rate tickets because they'll try to get 150 people to go or whatever. So, oh, that's actually kind of cool. They'll be a little discounted that way, but yeah. So, you, and you and you'll have like a like a, an entire section of like Wings fans mm-hmm. instead of just like you being in the middle of like whatever a bunch of team people in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I exactly. did last year. Yeah, that that is exactly what I mean. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, do you guys want to move move along? Right. Yeah, sure. Rich, Rich since, since you've been a little quiet, um, why don't why don't you talk about Cobra Kai first? Oh boy, yeah. Reminder, though, Swiss Army Man for next week. Oh, yes, yes, um, thank you. On Paramount Plus, or you can rent it on um, Amazon. Yes. Uh, or it's it's available at a bunch of spots. Yeah. Um, Cobra Kai Season 5? Yeah, Season 5. Yeah, Season 5. Man, they just went over the top wacky when it comes to the story. Um, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Uh, the, the I feel action- like every season is, right? <laughs> So, look, um, it just, I, I have to. The main focal point of the story is that, um, what's his name is head of Cobra Kai now. Not Kreese, but the other guy. Um, from Karate Kid 3. Terry Silver. Terry Silver. Terry Silver is the head of Cobra Kai. And they're not supposed to, uh, run Miyagi Do karate because they lost. Uh, but they didn't lose. But they technically didn't lose. Because yeah, because they cheated, right? Am well, I remembering no, that right? One of them won and one of them lost. Like th- there was, no, I don't think there was anything in the rules where it's like, oh, you have to no. win both or you have to lose. I can't remember. But also, the, like, didn't the deal? Didn't we find out at the end of like the last episode of season four that like they had um, paid yeah. off like the yeah. the ref or something? Yeah, oh, uh, they paid off the ref, but like that that doesn't come into play till later on into the season. But the main focal point of the story is we gotta stop Terry Silver. Um, why? Because Terry Silver is a businessman and wants to just open up a bunch of Cobra Kai's nationwide. Literally, that's his motivation. Is Terry Silver wants to open up Cobra Kai dojos worldwide. Uh, and so he wants to join a specific karate competition that might bring notice to him uh, around the world. That's his whole motivation. But you got Daniel and Johnny and Chosen just like we gotta stop him. He's oh, that's evil. right. Chosen is in this one. I forgot. Chosen he, is in it. I yeah. forgot they, they brought him at the end of the, the last episode. Yeah. But it's like, he's evil. We gotta stop him. Look at what he's doing to our kids. But all of the tension between Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do is because of fucking Daniel and Johnny. 
Yeah. If it weren't for Daniel and Johnny, none of this would ever fucking matter. So why do we need to stop Terry Silver when the bullies that are in Cobra Kai are there because of Johnny? Like, you really think that there's going to be bullies in all Cobra... Like, it was just the most off-the-wall ridiculous thing. Like, this is the 100% the most childish storyline they ever... Like, not... or I don't know, man. I feel like they're always fucking pretty childish. But, like, this is the most child-friendly of the evil businessman just wants to be a businessman. I mean, they're, they're, look, they're <laughs> leaning into the tropes of the 1980 movies that they, yeah. um... But, like... Terry Silver in the 80s movies in, in Karate Kid 3 was actually, like, a bad fucking dude. And, like, he did some of that shit to some of the characters. And I'm not going to get too, too into it. Like, the overall story is just, like, it's so ridiculous. And it makes me laugh so much that, like, these grown adults are like, we gotta stop this karate dojo because, well, we don't really know why we have to because all of the issues are because of us. Um... And now all we know is this guy just wants to spread his karate dojo. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what's kind of wild? I'm looking at the um at the like the main cast list right now, mm-hmm. and like in my head, all of these people have not been in it as long as they have. Like John John Kreese has been in it since season two. Has been a main yep. main cast member since season two. I'm like, no, no, he didn't come until season three. Because in no. season, I'm like, oh no, no, I, it was season two. And like chosen mm-hmm. first, like. Chosen was first in season fucking three is when Daniel went to to Okinawa. Yeah. And even yeah. like Tori, like I did not realize that that character started Tori. in season two. Tori started in season two. Like all of all of the actual drama started in season two. And the entire show was built upon this 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 battle between Johnny and Daniel. But bec- I feel like it got over their head. Now, let me fr- say this. It was really good. It was really good. It was really entertaining. But like the the story and the, the the what's going on, like turning turning Terry Silver into the like the rich villain guy who has like these connections, and it's just it was so ridiculous. And I was just like, this is absolutely made for children now. Absolutely, I love but every you second enjoyed of it. it. <laughs> I love every second of it. It was ridiculous. It was over the top. It's absolutely what you need when you just want to sit down and watch some silliness. They kind of cut down on a lot of the fighting in this season. There wasn't a lot of fighting until, like, the very end. Um, and they did bring back some other characters um, and, 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 and whatnot. And it was just, it was fun. It was good. But it's just so way over the top than I was totally expecting for this season to be. Because, like, I thought it was going to be... Like, them trying to figure out how the loophole of reopening Miyagi-Do, like, and, like, I don't know, them figuring out, an, like, like it was kind of what I expected, but, like, the way they wrote Terry Silver, just, like, I was, I was texting with Evan about this, because he had already seen it, and I'm like, bro, Terry Silver's motivation is he just wants to get rich. He's not evil in this. He's just a businessman doing businessman things. And I mean, it's he like, was kind of evil at the end of the last season. He was. What he did at the end of the last season with paying off and everything, he was evil. But, like, his motivations in this season are 100%, I just want to spread the name of Cobra Kai. It is not Terry's fault that most of Cobra Kai are bullies. 
that is Crease and Johnny's fault. Mostly I mean, Johnny's. Yeah, it, it's a shame because like Johnny sort of started it, but like tried to change it too. Yeah, and then Crease John- came in and like just amplified it. Exactly. It's so, like Johnny Chris just didn't know any better, and then wh- when he saw what was going on, he's like, "Oh no, 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 yeah, like let's, you know, let's not be giant douchebags." Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> like a lot of the drama between the kids are like just straight up like, "Oh, this is because of the two main cast members," and has nothing to do with the actual villain. And like, if they, if if Cobra Kai was spread across the United States, would it really be all bullies? I doubt it. It would just be kids wanting to learn karate. That's really what it was turning into. Like, it's just, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much for you. I've already said a lot, but it's just like, it's, it's so, it was so over the top. But the, the, the karate stuff that they did have was great. Um, Chosen, uh, I will, he is my ride or die. I will live and breathe Chosen from here on out. Like, he was fantastic. <laughs> he was such a good character. And there's a scene in, like, the second-to-last episode with him that is just so perfect. Yeah, um, de- depending how the rest of this week goes, I might try and at least get a couple episodes in before we go away, but I might not actually get to watch it until we get back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 only about six hours, give or Are, take. I think it's... Yeah, because it's, like, I 10, it's, like, 45. To 50 minute episodes, right? 10, 10, 30 to 50 minute episodes. I think the shortest is like 35 and the longest is like 50. Yeah, I've just, like, I've got, I've, I'm out of the house tomorrow morning and then Friday, it's just, you know, it's cleaning up the house and like getting stuff ready and packing. And then mm-hmm. sat, we, we leave like 6.30 Saturday morning. Yeah. And Erica yeah. doesn't watch it. So like, it's one of those like find time during the day to watch it sort of shows. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so... It's so good. It was fun. Um, the, the, the whole, the whole, like, main event of the season was, was fantastic. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it a hundred percent. Uh, I just thought it was just like a little over the top at certain points. Like, it was kind of unnecessarily over the top, but yeah, I loved it. Nice. Right. Well, I guess. I'm going to I'm going to skip the very last thing that I had on here. Um mm-hmm. us is old enough that I don't have to talk about it this week. Um but so I watched I'm I'm one episode behind on that Game of Thrones House of the Dragon or House of Dragons whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um the prequel series. Yeah. Um it is better than Game of Thrones was in a lot of ways. It is is it better than like season 1 and 2 of Game of Thrones or is it better than Game of Thrones as a whole? Kind of both in some ways. Like I so I think it's one of those things where it, you didn't watch Breaking Bad, right? No. So it's the same way that I legitimately think that Better Call Saul is a better overall show than Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad might have higher highs. Um, might. Like, I'd have to actually watch them both again to, like, really see. But, like, I think because because Breaking Bad created the universe and set everything up, and Better Call Saul is a prequel that is just well done... It's just a more fluid and fully formed story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what we're getting with House of the Dragon or House of Dragons. Um, like t- eight seasons of Game of Thrones set up the world for us. Like we know what to expect. We don't know these characters, but we know the families because like they're yeah. all the same. Like locations are pretty much the same. Um, the way things work pretty much the same, but it's like 200 ish years before. So like nobody is alive that we know of. Um, like, I don't think Game of Thrones had anybody that was, like, 
hundreds of years old outside of like the um like the white walkers but so far in the first three episodes everything has taken place in like the south so it's been king's landing dragonstone and valeria and like mm-hmm. th- this is long enough ago that like valeria where all like the the special steel came from still exists um yeah. it does still have like the the just skeeviness that george R. R. martin created with his series like there's incest, and there's the whole, like, oh, well, I'm the king, and my wife died, so I need a bride. Um, the only two available women in the whole kingdom are an 11-year-old girl and a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. And, like, the only thing that kind of worked with that was the king was not a scumbag. Um, and, like, and I think that the older girl was actually a little, like, older than that. Like, I think she was actually over 18. Um, but like, he very much did not want to wed an 11 year old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, um, so like, at least that was a little bit better. But I think like, the characters are actually really interesting. Like, the, the one that you, when you see her, you just go, oh, that's supposed to be Daenerys. Um, I think she's actually more interesting than, than Daenerys was 90% of the time on Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. she is like, she was raised as a princess. Her father is the king. Um, and, she technically was not supposed to be the heir, but because her mother died in childbirth with her baby brother, her father named her the heir and, like, you know, set all of that in motion because it's very much what, like, just like in Game of Thrones, like, females are not supposed to be, like, on the throne. Yeah. Um, and Matt Smith's in it as, um, the king's brother, so another Tar- Targaryen. Um, it's him and the daughter are both actual, like, dragon riders. Um, but like he's a really fucking good villain cuz he is he like he's he's more or less a villain in this um but he's like kind of like he's not conniving and that's the word I was about to use like he's not like littlefinger in game of thrones um like he's actually got balls like he will he goes to battle like like he does things um but like he's like he's like underhanded about a lot of stuff and like he's just i'm so used to matt smith as like the doctor and like this matt smith is just like dark and mean and i'm like he's doing a really fucking good job at this um but yeah I have not watched the most recent episode, um, but like of the first three, like there were probably it is better than ninety percent of like Game of Thrones beyond season two. Like I know, like it, like seasons three and on, like there were like the episodes that were like legitimately good, but like there was a lot of just boring and bad in that show too. Mm-hmm. And like so far, like these three episodes, like there hasn't been anything that I'm just like totally disinterested in. Like there, sorry, yeah, I I'm I'm just like. I don't know. I feel like I'm just over Game of Thrones in general. Uh, after, like, I enjoyed the last season. I didn't think, I wasn't upset with how it ended. I wasn't pissed off. I didn't think it was stupid or anything like that. I thought it was absolutely fine. I thought it worked. Um, I thought it was a stupid ending, but I didn't care. Like, it didn't ruin it. It was just, but like, it was a rushed ending. Yeah, I just, I just, I felt like, I don't know. I felt like there was maybe a little too much. And giving me more of Game of a prequel of Game of Thrones, I'm just like I don't I don't really care. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm probably not gonna like I'm more interested in the Rings of Power than I am House of Dragon. Um, Whereas and I'm like, not even really super interested in Rings of Power. Yeah, like I I dislike Lord of the Rings so much that like I don't know that I, I I'm ever gonna bother even giving that a shot. Like part of me wants to just to see. But I hate those movies so much that, like, yeah. I don't think it's actually worth my time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but, it makes like, sense. I get what you mean with, with Game of Thrones. Like, it, they went too long without really, like, 
it was one of those shows where it probably should have had less seasons because they started kind of floundering in the middle. Yeah, they definitely could have condensed the last two seasons into a single season. Uh, and, like, and I mean, like, not just how, like, they broke the last season in half. It was still the same season, but it was, like, a year apart or whatever. No, like, I the literal mean. last two seasons could have just been one season. They could have cut a lot out. Like, I think, what was it, the end of one of the seasons was when Daenerys and, and Jon Snow finally hook up. And it's like, they they could have made that the mid-season cut and then do, like, all of the War vs. the White Walkers following in the next five, six episodes. Like, they didn't need to do everything that they did. I and agree. also, the War vs. The, they, they built up the War vs. the White Walkers so much. And it was one fucking episode. And then, like, the episode where they actually, like, beat them, like, the lighting was so dark because they ran out of a budget that, like, it wasn't even a good episode. I didn't have problems with the lighting. I didn't. I thought It was I a very dark episode. It was because it's dark in the Middle Ages. That's a bad excuse. Um, if you go out in the woods right now, are you going to see anything without a flashlight? No, but they would have had fucking torches. And like they I understand I understand why like how they did it, but it was a 100% because they just didn't have the money because they had spent so much on dragons that season. Well, they spent so much on dragons and an entire army of fucking zombies. Uh, yeah, zombies, ice, ice zombies. Like, it's just yeah, they the like I I like I said, I thought it was fine. I thought how it ended was fine. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was terrible. I was I was I was content with it, really. But it's just like that pushes me to just be like, all right, well, I don't need more of this because there's also, as far as I know, there's no source material for House of Dragons, which actually, R- I think yeah. that's right, and that's actually my preference because, frankly, I I don't think George R. R. Martin is a, is a good writer. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think he comes up with necessarily good worlds. Like, f- like everything I saw about Elden Ring, and like you kind of you kind of said it too. Like, all that lore was not necessarily good. I mean, the the lore. It, the thing about Elden Ring, it's not that the lore wasn't good. It's that when you play a From Software game, you don't get the lore. You have to deep dive into item descriptions and shit like that in order to get a lot of the lore and shit like that. That's like the like the the world, the overall world that he built, the or the idea of the world that was being built. Where like, I mean, again, I don't really even understand it after beating it and playing it for what like eighty <laughs> hours. But like you are a tarnished, which I don't, I don't really fully understand what tarnished is. You're, you're in the lands between life and death, and you are trying to become the Elden Lord uh, by reestablishing the Elden Ring, uh, and, and that's like the basic story. That's the basic lore. But you can get more by like reading weapon and item descriptions, and that's like that's where it loses me in 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 those games. It's like. If you just give me a video about the lore, I'm sure it'd be absolutely fascinating. Like Destiny 1 did with the Grimoire cards. Like, I watched videos about the lore of Destiny 1. It's amazing lore. But I never would have gotten that from playing the game. And it's the same with Elden Ring. It's the same with any From Software game. Like, it's... You're gonna get that lore from being meticulous about what you're reading in the item and weapon descriptions, mostly. So it actually... So I... And I was actually just looking. It looks like Martin did have something to do with the show. Like he, he's like, he is listed as a co-creator. Oh yeah. It's, it's based off of, um, some of the material is based off of like a novella or something that he did. Or no, I guess it was a full novel. 
It's a song of fire and ice property. He definitely is going to get that co-creator credit, even if he had nothing to do with it. No, no, but like it, it's looking like he actually like was involved in it more than mm-hmm. just getting the credit for being the co-creator of the the franchise. Yeah, um, but like I just I think they're doing a good job building out a world and having it be a little more contained because that was one of the things with Game of Thrones. It's like, and even with the books, there's too many different people and places happening at any given time to like actually care about them and like keep track of them all whereas like in this like it's not that many people and they're all very connected mm-hmm. whereas like you spent eight seasons of game of thrones like watching aria um as she was on like her revenge quest where like she never really like interacted with most of like the other cast until the very last season she didn't get she got revenge on one person on her list i know i mean that too i wasn't going to like go into that but like she like she all it's one of those it's like she almost sees most of her family like through a bunch of that series and then it just never happens and even when when she goes to i always forget which like whether they were on Essaros or westeros or when she goes to the other continent where like daenerys was originally like they never have them meet even in passing. And it's like, I get it, like, that's not the story, but, like, at least let your characters interact with each other. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you you build up this, as she's, she wants to kill all these people, and all of the people are dead before she's even ready to kill them, and it's like, she doesn't really get a story. Yeah. She doesn't really get, like, she, like I said, she gets one kill off her list, and that's, um, Walter Frey, I think that's his name. From from uh, the twin 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 ta- twin twin castle or whatever, yeah. Uh, who who was the cause of the red wedding? The only one she was able to kill from that list, and it's just like it's kind of, I don't. It's it's a letdown of a fucking story for her. Like she didn't do anything. She was built up to be this awesome assassin. Did nothing except she did get the kill of the white of of the 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 king the the ice king. Oh, but, that's right. I forgot about that. She did get that, didn't she? Yeah, and then she was, like, not in the show anymore. She stayed in up north when everyone else went and retook King's Landing. Um, and it's just, it was, yeah, it was not, it was not well plotted. Yeah, but so far, House of Dragon has done a better job of, of all of that. And, like, mm-hmm. in, again, in a way where, like, I am interested in seeing where some of these characters go. Like, it's HBO, so it's one of those... The show gets good enough ratings, they may just drag it to death, and then it won't be worth watching after, like, another season or two. But yeah. at least right now, like, it's super interesting. Yeah. Or it might just get canceled because HBO folds because their new CEO just gives zero fucks about everything. Could go either way. Um, But I think that might do it, unless either of you have anything else you want to talk about. No. Not at this point. Copy by cool. this uh, 21,000 page One Piece. Dude, I saw that. It's like nine thousand dollars. It's nineteen hundred dollars. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not I, that I knew bad. there was a Come nine on. in there. That thing that that is an entire shelf of a bookshelf. It is, yeah, sure. Yeah, is. so rich. It is a single volume with every chapter of One Piece, um, to date in it. Nice. Yeah. So it's it's a ten hundred and fifty some odd chapters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it's an it's insanely long. Twenty one thousand four hundred and fifty uh, pages. Yeah, it it it's basically a piece of art to put on a shelf. Yeah, you gotta get it and read it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it. like readable. Like, yeah, I like, like how do you? It, read I think that? it's it might actually be too tall. Like, I don't like it might actually be more than like taller than I am. 
wonder if this I mean, says you, how you, big. You put it on its binding, or on its, on yeah, on its binding. You can't. But it's, it stands, like, it's tall, right? So it's, so you put it, you just put it on the, where it's all bound, on, on the table. And yeah, but at, you, at a certain point, you wouldn't be able to actually see the pages anymore. Like, you wouldn't be able to open it correctly. I'm sure you, I'm sure you'd be able. It's no, probably like, very flexible to the point where, like, it, you probably can hang it off the fucking, is it hardcover or is it soft cover or, 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 like, what is it? It, it, it looks like it's soft cover, but like in, in some of the posts I saw about it, it is legitimately not meant to be read. It is meant to like be like a, a, an art thing on a shelf. I ain't buying it unless I can read it. I mean, I don't blame you. Also, you, you can read all the chapters for a dollar a month or something like that on, uh, the Shonen Jump app. But I would much rather read it all from one book. Then buy it and, and give it a shot. I don't have that kind of money. And I can't read it because it's an art installation. So they they designed it poorly. So I'm not going to buy it. What an asshole! What an asshole! They designed it poorly. It's not my fault they made a bad design. Anyway, um, next week we will be doing um book club for the Swiss Army Man. Um, so Paramount Plus or Amazon or a bunch of other places it's available. Um, but other than that, you can find more of our content over at www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places. Rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. All those things help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And then, Rich, I guess, um, is it next week you're going to start doing, um, next week from when this releases, you're going to start doing the Resident Evil, or are you starting that in, uh, ja- like, October official? Yeah, so this, this episode releases on the 22nd. Starting on the 1st of October, uh, I will be playing, working through and playing every single Resident Evil game. The only days I won't be playing, or the, like, I, I have a plan, but the whatever days that I'm at New York Comic Con, I won't be playing for sure. But the idea at this point is I play every day until I beat the game, then take a day off, and then play every day until I beat the next game, and then take a day off, so on and so forth. So if it takes me only two days to beat Resident Evil 1, great. I get the next day off, and then I got another couple of days to play Resident Evil 2. But we're starting at 0 through 9. The goal, or 0 through 8, the goal is to beat them by the end of October, um, which is, it's gonna suck, cause I'm gonna miss out on the start of Pokemon. Um, I, cause I think Pokemon's at the end of, or no, Pokemon's no. November, isn't it? Yeah, it's like November 18th. We were, okay. we talked about that last so, week. Yeah, so I've got, I've got, it's, it's, I'm gonna be going right from that into God of War, most likely. But we'll see. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. I'm excited for it. It's gonna um, be a lot of streaming. Resident, I mean, I did 30 days straight of streaming once, so. That's true. I, I doing this, at least I'm getting a break in this sense. And there will be a few days off with New Year Comic Con. Um, hope maybe not stream as much on Wednesdays after podcast. Hopefully I can just like plan it and beat a game on a Tuesday and not have to stream on a Wednesday. So it's not going to be that bad. I already only, I already stream four out of seven days a week. So it's, it'll probably be roughly the same amount, but my schedule is just going to be up in the air. I'm I'm just mostly afraid of Resident Evil Six, um, because you got to beat that game fucking five times. 
I mean, you can just beat it once. No one's going to hold no. it against you. No, because it's different stories. And to get the full story, you need to beat it with every character as well as Ava. That's stupid. And, like, each of them are, like, three to four hours a piece or something like that. So that is probably going to take me at least a week full of streams. It's it's ridiculous. Resident Evil 6 sucks. I don't even think it's canon anymore. But I, mean, I gotta I play it. I hope it's not. So it looks like main plus extras is 27 and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. I apologize. Yeah, that's Resident Evil 6 is going to be the worst part. Resident Evil 2 is going to be a little difficult because you got to beat that twice to get the full story. Um, but all the rest of them, just one playthrough. Um, I haven't decided difficulty. I've been playing around with the idea of letting you guys make it harder or easier on me. If I can do that on the fly, like you redeem a channel points and it'll be harder or you redeem a channel points and it could be easier or something like that. Um, but I'm also just trying to do this to have fun as well. So I'm not trying to be frustrated or mad at the end of these sessions. So I might just stick with a good old normal. Or easy. No, I won't. Maybe <laughs> for Resident Evil 6. Just to Honestly, maybe for Resident Evil 6. Because to cut out as much as I can. Because Res- like, Resident Evil 6, I played that on the Xbox 360. And it it's not good. Like I had it reserved and then saw what it was and went in mm-hmm. and canceled it. Like, freaking Raccoon City, what was it? There was, like, a, a, a an arena shooter, basically, that was, like, you played as uh, special ops from Umbrella, and you had to go in and get a thing and leave, and you had to fight a bunch of zombies, like a zombie horde survival type thing. That was better than Resident Evil 6, and that was garbage. Like, it's, at least at the end of Resident Evil 5, you, you get the scene of Chris fighting Wesker in a volcano, uh, to bring it back full circle. Yeah, I didn't but, mind Resident Evil 5. Yeah, five was fine. Yeah. Six, not. And then seven, we did that last year, so hopefully I could beat that in a relatively quick time. And then eight, I've never done, so I'm hoping to put at least a week and a half into that. Cloud version coming to uh to Switch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I I don't I don't I'm not gonna do the cloud version stuff because no, I, I mean, own it you on. Uh, but like they they Switch is also getting Sifu, which I really want. Uh, I'm not gonna get it on Switch because it did not look good on the Switch version. No, because the Switch it. is underpowered hardware that is kind of old now, and we need yeah. a we need a more powerful one. Um, but I think that will do it. Uh, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.